Well, we've been telling you that our friends at Art Scroll have been very, very busy with some incredible new publications. We had this conversation yesterday, and of course, we're going to have one today as well. Those of you out there who are uh, inclined to shop online, especially this time of year, make sure to go to artscroll.com. All of their 3,000 titles, including the one we're discussing this morning, are available at 20% off with no minimum and free shipping if you use promo code RADIO. Don't fall into that category of uneducated shopper by not using promo code RADIO. Every time every time here at artscroll.com, and especially now with this incredible deal, make sure to use promo code RADIO and, uh, and take advantage of all those, all those uh, different uh, aspects of... Um, of savings that I just described. A whole bunch of great stuff at the artscroll.com, including all their brand new offerings. Well, on the subject of brand new offerings, uh, the way I've been made to feel over the last few days, I am the luckiest person in the world that I get to discuss the uh, incredible publication by the people behind Between Carpools. The book is called Dinner Done. It is an Art Scroll release. Practical recipes for your busy day. Credit goes to the people of Between Carpools, including Leah Shapira, Victoria Dweck, Renee Muller, Esty Waldman, and Shane D. Menzer. And uh, with us live via telephone is Leah Shapira on this Thursday morning. She's author of the best-selling Fresh and Easy Kosher Cooking and the co-author of the Made Easy and Secret Restaurant Recipes series. At Between Carpool, she continues to fuel her passion for creating great recipes and is the force that keeps the team motivated and moving forward. Leah Shapiro, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. A lot of cookbooks out there, and you have to, I'm sure you know that Art Scroll's done an amazing job over the last many, many years with some incredible cookbook releases. What makes Dinner Done a unique and different cookbook? Right. So I myself have written many books. So, um, you know, four years ago, I was, I sort of semi-retired. I said that I think I wrote more cookbooks than I have children, and <laughs> it's time to stop. So I did say that I would write one more book, and it would have to be like a fresh and easy style, which was one of my first cookbooks, right. which is extremely practical kind of cookbook with everyday ingredients. You don't have to, you know... You don't have to shop around for ingredients. You should be able to find, you know, 99% of it in your pantry. And uh, the kind of recipes that I'm actually cooking these days, which is, you know, I have 30 minutes, got to get dinner on the table. I want to make, you know, the majority of the family happy with the recipes. There's always going to be one that's never going to be happy. And get them, you know, and really have everybody love the food that we're cooking. And it should be easy and simple. To make. Is that the theme behind between carpools in general? That uh, life today is very rushed. Lots of things happening. People are very busy, and the most important thing is to get dinner on the table. Not one that takes a couple hours to make, but one that's uh, relatively quick to make. Right. So between carpool is a lifestyle site. So it's not only recipes. We give a lot of lifestyle hacks and tips. Uh, for example, we shared recently, like, you know, instead of the old-fashioned dust ruffles, you can buy these, like, you know, this bed cover that really looks nice. So we share those kind of things. But the idea behind Between Couples is to make your is to help your busy life. Um, you know, we give you we give you the ideas. You don't have to search around for it. It makes your life, um, you know, better, prettier, we can even say. And um, 
that is really the ideal behind Between Carpels itself. Not to, uh, we'll get back to the book in a second, but I looked at the website. It's a, it's a subtitled A Lifestyle Blog for the Busy Jewish Woman. And you know, one of the things that uh, I think a lot of people went through uh, during the era of getting to the web, and the website, by the way, is between car- is betweencarpools.com, for those of you who want to see it up close and personal. Uh, I think one of the dangers was that everybody was trying to be, even us here, frankly, with our website and our full network, we, we tried to be everything to everybody in the Jewish world. Here, you guys have, you ladies, I should say, have taken categories, Jewish, family, food, house, living, style, product, shopping, etc., and you've really covered all of them very well. I think that's unique. I think that's unique. I think most people over the years you know, had to streamline and really focus on one or two areas. It, seem you, it seems that you have a, uh, you and your team have, a, uh, have done just the opposite. You've really become uh, a go-to place in many different categories. Right, we have, but it's still, it's still niche. It still, you know, targets a specific, you know, a specific set, you know, um, you know, it is a Jewish lifestyle. You don't have to be Jewish to enjoy it, but right. we do, you know, do talk a lot about Jewish events and life, um, in life cycles. And um, it's really about the home and like really taking pride in what we do as Jewish women every single day. Right. And uh, of course, the app, I assume, follows the same format, right? Yes, correct. It's, just, it's you know it's a more accessible, easier right. way to reach the website. Yeah, everyone needs an app these days, and the Between Carpools has one. Everybody, you can check that out and install it in your phone. And from what I know from the uh, from the uh, ladies in my family, uh, the moment they found out that Between Carpools was actually uh, meeting with Art Scroll and coming out with a project like this, they were very very excited. So I would imagine that that's multiplied by many many thousands around the world who are yeah, very. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been insane. It's been just amazing. It's just a, a really great feeling. What's like how excited everybody was for it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And by the way, you have a great timeline. So people at the beginning of the book, people see how all of this developed from the website all the way until the uh, in, until the app, etc. And uh, your social media presence is basically about four years old, right? It's about four years that you guys are on social media. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and then that continues to be very strong as well, which is pretty impressive. And again, that whole timeline is there, folks. You could read it in the book. You know, once you get past that and you actually start the book, uh, it seems it seems that for at least a portion of the book, the star of the book is the nine by 13 pan. And I, and I wonder, and you literally have a, a chapter. I mean, this is how the book starts. The, um, yeah. the, the dinner done, uh, a book begins with an entire chapter, not on chicken or desserts or meat or dairy, but with a appetizers. Usually cookbooks start with appetizers. Correct. But this starts. We with don't what, even have that. Right. This starts with what you can do in a nine by 13 bed. By the way, I got to ask you, was the photographer, was the photographer irked at all that the, <laughs> that the aluminum pad became such a, a focal point of some of the photographs of the book? So the photographers, there's five women on the name, uh, you know, five women named on the cookbook. Right. Um, every single aspect of the cookbook was done by us. We're all, you know, Esty Waldman is our amazing, amazing photographer. Ah. She's part of the Between Carpels team. And um, she was, I, I, I don't think she was irked. I think she was excited. We, this is something that we love. This is something that our readers love. You know, dump in a 9 by 13 right. place it in the oven, and forget <laughs> about it. We have, a, you know, loads of, like, cakes and cookies. You don't have to use a mixer. You don't have to use... Um, you know, anything but a spoon and, and a, you know, a measuring cup. And you can use a plastic cup if, you know, you can figure out how much is a seven ounce and you need eight ounces for a cup. Right. So. Understood. All right. Well, uh, some of these things intrigue me. Uh, you, you, the nine by 13 life that's described. Why do you recommend 
that a 9 by 13 pan that's been prepared with, you know, food that I assume is going to be frozen, why do you recommend that it be put in a resealable bag? Um, you know, you know, you remember those foods that you have like a freeze, like a burn, like a freezer taste to it? Sure. Well, this pretty much avoids it. If you're making anything that 9 by 13, we have a chicken that you can actually prepare with potatoes, raw, put it in the freezer. So you place it into like a two gallon bag, which is like the hollow size bag. Nice. And um, that really seals it off nicely. That's and a- it's the perfect size. You don't have to wrap it in like 10 layers of silver foil yeah. and, um, you know, aluminum and, and you know, plastic and yeah, it's I, just like a, an I, easy I, hack. I got it for people who are, uh, you know, who, who are cooking in Jewish homes. A lot of stuff that goes into the freezer, so why not avoid uh, that taste and that freezer burn? Now, you also the nine by thirteens. You know, for a novice like myself, you know, who who knows specifically which pan I'm supposed to buy when they're on sale, did not realize that the nine by thirteen has both a shallow and a deep pan. And you remind people that there are times you don't have to work with the deep one, and the shallow is good enough, right? Right. Well. We recently, uh, you know, they always say that people are, you know, uh, we saw a guy standing in the grocery and um, he was like, what is a 9 by 13 pan? My wife said I need to buy a 9 by 13 and then somebody else looks at his tape measure and you actually measure it and, you know, <laughs> this is like, this is life changing for us. They're not actually 9 by 13. <laughs> what are they? Do you know what the real measurements are? I think it's like something by 12 inches or something, which <laughs> is ridiculous, but we're not going to change the name. This is what everybody knows. It's called 9 by 13, yes. and we're going to stick to that. That's actually hilarious. And one more from this whole list you have, and, and it's such a good practical one, especially for those of us who sometimes are assigned to get things out of the freezer. You remind people to label the sides and not the top. A lot of people like to write with Sharpies on the top of that aluminum foil, and you're telling people, do it on the side because often it slides into the freezer that way. Right. So you see, we, we did share a loads and loads of recipes and little hacks, which is yeah. what makes between carpels between carpels, that just makes your life simpler, yeah. uh, you know, easier. Believe me, I went through this and I get it. I get why this makes your life is simpler. Dinner Done is the book done by the people at Between Carpools. Leah Shapiro is one of them. She's with us live via telephone. So that section, we should just make clear, which opens the book, has a lot of chicken recipes, got some vegetable recipes, but you're also doing desserts in these 9x13s. So a lot of the stuff that uh, that people might expect to find toward the end of a cookbook, you're actually going to you feature at the beginning of it, right? Right. At the end of the dessert chapter, which is a small chapter because, you know, this is a dinner cookbook. This is not, you know, right. just an everything cookbook. But um, these, the ones in the 9 by 13 really, the few that we have on our website has really gone viral because a seven-year-old can literally make it. Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. You just put put everything in a pan, and it's it's really simple. All right, let's go through let's go through some of these. I mean, there's a there. I, I like to uh, when I speak about cookbooks on the air, I like to point out some of the things that uh, that uh, you know that I find interesting. Tell me about. Yeah, this. I don't know if you want to point out, but we have loads of chicken cutlets, and Victoria Dweck, who's really the writer on the team, and you know edited the whole, you know the book. She told me, Leah, if you write one more chicken cutlet with breadcrumbs, <laughs> I am banning you from our cookbook. And I assume, but I think that's what family. I think that's what kids like to eat. So but, I wrote both the versions. Well, I assume when it, what you're referring to is when you see garlic sesame schnitzel and teriyaki schnitzel and grilled chicken schnitzel, uh, and even to an extent pretzel chicken and cereal fried chicken fingers. When you see all of those, you're you're, you're putting that in that category. Uh, and yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think the kids and, and really all family members like to eat them. Frankly, a lot of good stuff yeah. there. Uh, and 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 frankly, when it comes to the quick recipes, right? You'd have to assume that there's going to be a lot more chicken quick recipes than meat ones. Am I right about that? Right. It's also more, you know, budget friendly right. and um, 
you know, it's more of a weekday night kind of, uh, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I got it. All right, everyone, Option. many people know about how much I love chicken wings. Tell me about the mildly spicy slow cooker wings. What's unique about that one? All right, I don't know if I should say this on radio. I do not eat wings. <laughs> However, yeah. um, I, is, I, I, you know, Renee Muller wrote the recipe, and I told Renee that we really, you know, her kids love chicken wings. Her family loves chicken wings. And I said that I think that we need one that is a little less babysitting. You know, you don't have to fry. You don't have to, like, be busy broiling it in the oven or... Um, and we came up with this concept of doing a crockpot one, which is a little different than the classical crockpot recipes, and it's really been popular, too. Yeah, well, I'm a big wings guy, and uh, uh, I I know just how delicious they are, and i got to try that recipe. Tell me about the meat pizza that kids love. I guess the assumption is that not all kids like meat, but this format might get them to actually eat it, right? So I I think... um, I think Victoria came up with all the names. She's, she does, like, you know, she gets you to look at it. You see, that was the point. A hundred percent. Are you kidding? It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all about the titles. It's the one, It's the titles that intrigue me. I need to know what salad pizza is. I mean, can you tell me what salad pizza is? Salad pizza is really, really not appreciated enough, I think. <laughs> it's just the combination of, some, you know, two great foods, salad and pizza. And it really, you know, um, I think it's not... It, it it should be it should be more recognized, and I think now by putting in the book, it it will be. You know. Well, I would so hope so. I would think that uh, with all the people that are buying your book, they're going to try all these recipes. Frankly, uh, so the meat pizza that kids love again that would hopefully attract the kids to a dish they normally wouldn't eat. The salad pizza you're saying don't be intimidated by the title. It's two great two great elements together that people will enjoy. Uh, and then you have a fi- a fish recipe that looks absolutely incredible. I happen to love fried fish, like most human beings, I would think. And this battered fish sandwich, I don't know if you're responsible for it or if one of your colleagues is, but it looks simply remarkable. Right. Flip the page to the one right before. You see, like, a fish and chips, which is actually baked. Yeah. It's a little different than the classical. And there's, like, a salt and vinegar uh, chips next to it. Yeah, and those and those chips, are, those chips are, like, it, it looks to me like it takes some effort to make those chips. Those are not re- tr- traditional French fries. Uh, no, it's all in the oven, and um, and it's just like you know, think about those like bags of salt and salt and vinegar chips that you open up. That's the concept in a potato. So. Right. Now, for those of us who enjoy poke bowls, and you know how popular they are now, what's an almost poke bowl? Why would we call something an almost poke bowl? Well, I think traditionally it's raw fish, and this is <laughs> isn't raw fish. So, you know, we. We almost made it. <laughs> right. It's almost there. <laughs> most most people might not have the nerve to call it a bouquet bowl without the fish there, but I guess <laughs> I guess if you say almost, then why not? You know, on your website, I was going to tell you that if you or any of your colleagues ever visit this studio to see me or, 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 um, or Naomi Nachman or Miriam Wallach or anybody who's into food, uh, there's something on your website right now called the completely incredible apple cobbler cinnamon bun pie. You, in fact... On the website, declare that that believe it or not, yeah, that's actually the name. Now, that yeah. a, am I right or not that that is not included in the in the cookbook? Am I right? It's not in the exactly. It is not included in the cookbook. It's not. So what's the clo- uh, that, what, what's the closest cinnamon bun item in the cookbook? Is it the garlic knot buns? I, you know what it is. It's that you're not going to make a cinnamon and almost. Yeah, I can't even remember the name, but um, and almost. <laughs> cinnamon cobbler, apple cobbler for dinner. It's a little more involved. There's like three steps. The dinner cookbook is simpler recipes that you they know that so you the take... ingredient list is pretty short. You know, there are a few recipes that are a little longer for more, you know, 
elegant dinners or Hanukkah or special times. Right. The general rule is that they're quicker, they're shorter. If it took too long or if it was more complicated, we did not include it in the cookbook. So basically, and that recipe is a little more complicated, and that is for you know a great Friday night um, Hanukkah. Friday night, it wouldn't make it if you if you showed up here in the morning, it would never make it to the nighttime. That thing would be consumed immediately. That looks so delicious, and it is called the completely incredible apple cobbler cinnamon bun pie. So what you did was, or what the the ladies of uh, of dinner done have done, is you've used the format of the cinnamon bun pie, and you've created garlic knot buns, right? You've basically taken an item that, especially the kids like. I mean, everybody likes garlic knots. Uh, Everybody but, likes garlic buns. We, garlic, no one discriminates against garlic. Right, buns. exactly. So you've basically taken it and you've made it look like and, and, and act as if it's a, a cinnamon bun, right? That's sort of what and it looks like. Mu- and it's much faster. Usually garlic knots, you have to like tie each knot. Right. You, know, you, you tie into a knot and you have to bake it separately. Here you're rolling like a jelly roll style and slicing it, so that makes it quicker too. Very cool. Uh, and finally, uh, on this section, i got to tell you, you mentioned Hanukkah a moment ago. So I will tell you, I will tell you which, because a lot of people like to eat dairy on Hanukkah, both for tradition and because it tastes great, right? Uh, right. The, the cheesy sticks. I have a feeling that these cheesy sticks are going to make it into the uh, Siegel household menu uh, for Hanukkah 5781. I, I, think, I think it deserves a place. It, really, yeah. it deserves a place. It's there. unbelievable. And it, and it, I don't know. It looks like pizza, but you, you, you look at the recipe. It has so many amazing ingredients in it. And obviously perfect if you're trying to, you know, uh, if you're trying to uh, serve a great dairy uh a dairy dish during Hanukkah. Everyone can check that out when you get the book. It's page 178 for the cheesy sticks, 178. With the rotev, you forgot the rotev. That is a very important part about it. You know, in Israel, they serve pizza with rotev pizza, uh, the rotev pizza, which is like a mayo mixed tomato sauce based. And that is really, you know, the best part about pizza. Well, I'm turning there right now. That's the, um, that's the section where you actually, what did you call this section? What was it? Dips or condiments? Condiments, right? In the condiment section, you could actually you actually have it there, and you tell people how to how to make it. And uh, yeah, boy, looks pretty good. I'll tell you that much. Your photographer did a really good job. Uh, the book yeah, is- and the stylist. Oh, there's also a wow. You need a separate stylist for the food. Yeah, that's today. Yeah, um, that's- the stylist is also on our team, Renee Muller, and she's phenomenal. She styles the Mishpacha magazine weekly, and. Um, she made it, you know, the photos, if you look at it, it's really approachable, but still absolutely gorgeous. You know, projects are hard to do with a partner. Projects are hard to do with one other person. What's it like when you're working right. with four others? And during COVID. Yeah. So we started, we were supposed to shoot right after Purim, but, you know, the world shut down. We shut down. We, you know, I even told the art school that I don't know if we can come up with a book. How are we supposed to do this? Everybody's home and we were supposed to start shooting. So the first opportunity that people started going out, which a few weeks after Pesach, we, you know, we expanded our circle, our inner circle to three of us, you know, right. with masks and gloves. And it was, we took lots of photos and stayed far apart. And then, you know, then it started outdoors a little bit. And then we sort of, our, our circle expanded. So we, you know, we stopped keeping these rules between us three. But at the beginning, it really wasn't, it wasn't as simple as like a regular photo shoot. Yeah, I can imagine. Boy, oh boy, what a time to make a project like this. And, and forget about COVID for a second. You know, when you're dealing with five people, you know, people come from different angles and from different backgrounds and with different interests and with different opinions about what, you know, how things should work in a book or any project? I mean... Th- right, so here it's very clear everybody has a specific talent and we defer to that talent. I'm not going to argue with S.D. Waldman about the light. I don't understand right. much to it. 
I can suggest, but at the end, it's her, you know, she makes the decision about that. Same with the styling. Um, The recipes we all created together, but, you know, at the core of it, I was in charge of making sure that there's enough variety and, um, and, and, and the kind of recipes that I think that people will eat. So that was, you know, on my shoulders. And at the end of the cookbook, yes, we were a bit like sisters, you know, telling each other things. Uh, you know, <laughs> with love and say, okay, you got to move. You're blocking the light. You know? <laughs> I get that. Uh, all right. Two more things. Two other sections that I think make this cookbook unique. And I remind everybody the book is called Dinner Done. Art Scroll has it. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. You have two pages entitled For More Sweet Things. And frankly, I mean, you have a, a whole bunch of stuff here, like 10 or so recipes. And they're not really um, a recipe. It's the final product of what the final product from the recipe earlier in the book looks like. And again, you know, that 9 by 13, or at least the majority of them are in that 9 by 13 pan. Did you just want to, I don't know, give everybody uh, you know, a, a, an idea of, you know, when you're, when you're looking for a sweet thing or for a nice dessert to do easily, you know, here's just a, a two-page compendium of everything in the book and how they look? So we did that at the end of every chapter. At the end of meats, we said you might have missed these two, three meat recipes that were a 9 by 13. Or, you know, uh, if we did it at the end of chicken, we said there's also a chicken salad in the salad section. So it's sort of a way that if you're looking by, oh. we have, you know, chicken, meat, yeah. sal- you know, soups and salads. So if you find it in another chapter, you can find, you know, we, we tell you where it All is. All right. I see that now. Strange that I was attracted to the dessert page, huh? Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Unusual. And finally, yeah, very unusual. <laughs> very unusual. And finally, yeah, as I'm begging you to bring in those cinnamon buns, very unusual. And finally, uh, you have, and, and this is really cool, and frankly, for someone like myself who who is nothing less than intimidated by a kitchen, I mean, you know, people make fun of me that, you know, it's you can, you can imagine what's on the list of things I can make in a kitchen. It's very limited. When you have on page 308 a whole bunch of two-ingredient recipes Frankly, this is not just, you know, to make life easier. This is for the beginner, you know, who is intimidated in the kitchen to, to start getting used to following a recipe, even if it only is two ingredients. Right. So we didn't talk a lot about a lot, a, a, a lot about it because, honestly, it's not the healthiest kind of recipes when it's two ingredients. Mm. When we're telling you to dump a sauce. However, it is a great, like, hack when you have literally not even 30 minutes. You have five minutes. And, um, and for beginners. So it's and it's it's designed beautifully by a designer that's on our team too, and um, it really it really is, you know, like you say, real beginner ideas. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a really good opportunity because I think that that's the progression. One of the reasons people are intimidated is because they see a list of ten ingredients and instructions. They have no clear clue where to start. Here, you you have right. a, you have actually a you know a short recipe that hopefully after two ingredients, someone can graduate to three, four, five, and eventually following a cookbook and putting together some really good stuff. So, yeah, you and, and you know those two ingredient recipes, they really taste great. I, we wouldn't put in a recipe that didn't taste great. Believe me, I saw the sauces and the ingredients, and yes, I can imagine just how good they are. They really look great. And by the way, a shout out. To page 172, the ultimate white pizza. There are people in this audience who love white pizza. Yours is really enhanced with some great ingredients and some wonderful upgrades, so people should check that out. It's called Ultimate White Pizza. I could point out every single recipe in this book, but we are limited, of course, 
uh, and we've only got the opportunity to point out a few. It's called Dinner Done, Practical Recipes for Your Busy Day. Leia Shapiro with us via telephone. Uh, her partners in this amazing project, Victoria Dweck, Renee Muller, S.D. Waldman, Shane D. Menzer, all comes from the brand that we call Between Carpools. They've got a website, Between Carpools. They've got a plenty of social media that many of you are better following already uh, called Between Carpools. And as we said, the book is a uh, is an Art Scroll production, which means that if you're a JMAM listener, you're very lucky because you save 20% plus free shipping, uh, plus no minimum when you order any of the 3,000 titles at artscroll.com. And today, of course, you want to order the book called Dinner Done from the folks at Between Carpools. Go to artscroll.com and use promo code radio. Leia Shapira, it must be a sigh of relief for you and the ladies to see this on bookshelves and to know that people are buying it online. Yes, I say I, I say that we're sort of up to like the brisk stage. We had the baby <laughs> and now we're just rushing around, you know, I'm talking to you between carpools actually, because you know, you're when they called me up and they said eight thirty, I said that is literally between carpools for me. And um so we're still, you know, getting to that, you know, still rushing around and taking care of little things. It's actually pretty funny because when I was told you had to be scheduled for 820, I, I actually said, I wonder if that's between carpools. And sure enough, you've now confirmed that. Uh, what a pleasure yeah. speaking to you. Mazel tov on the book. Please send regards to all the ladies. And uh, we'll follow We'll follow everybody on social media and the website uh, called Between Carpools. Congratulations on Dinner Done. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Leah Shapira, the book is Dinner Done, everybody. Check it out, artsgirl.com. Always use promo code radio. You will not regret it. That I can guarantee. More coming up. It is a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.